0: This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible.
1: What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. And you are going in raw. What's
0: up? It's your girl, Sasha Finkler, Chip and You are watching Going In Raw.
1: Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned into Going In Raw right now. How you doing, it. Hey friend, i no, Steve here, and Larson, and welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash steven Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that sub button. YouTube did their big, I think yearly or quarterly purge, whatever it is, like they do this across all channels, they dump a lot of subs, and we had like 70 subs dumped, which is really a drop in the bucket, but still, it's a reminder, you might have been dumped. Um, by YouTube and going in raw. So if you enjoy our content and want it, uh, you know, want to make sure you're notified whenever it shows up, be sure to hit the sub button and that little notify bell so that you get your notifications on new going in raw content. Um, and of course on the podcast app, you can always hit subscribe or download and it'll automatically put it on your phone. And, uh, yeah, there are too many podcasts these days, Larson. The other night it was like two o'clock in the morning. I got on the podcast app to check the categories or to check the, the rankings and we popped up at number 198. Oh. Just above the Raven effect at 199. Oh. Um but then we fell back off. So, I mean, it's just there's so many There's been a podcast explosion. Oh man, ever and it's not just wrestling, like across all cuz we're in the sports and rec category. Yeah. And it's just everybody like Stone Cold and Jericho, their podcasts used to be top five, top ten yeah, in yeah. that category, these days, they're down in the 50s, 60 That's crazy. So everybody's just taking a huge bump down. Um, not a big deal. Our numbers are still good. It's just, you know, all the exposure we can get is good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also available at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Had a question earlier about the $20 Patreon tier, the Frendo Care Package. That is so close. The comic book is, is done. I'll, you know what I'll do? You're going on vacation uh, this, uh, late this week. I'll send you the PDF. Read it. Understand that I'm very self-conscious about it. However, if there's anything you find objectionable, or if there are any jokes you can add to it, go ahead and give me suggestions. Okay. Otherwise, don't send me an email saying this artwork looks like crap.
2: Well, I won't, I won't mention the artwork.
1: It'll hurt my feelings.
2: I'll, I'll focus on the writing.
1: Yeah, focus on the writing. Like I said, if there's anything objectionable that comes out of your mouth, you'd be like, I don't want to say this. Yeah. Give me, a, uh, give me whatever you want to say instead. Okay. All right? Okay. Do that. If you feel you can improve the writing or something offends you, go ahead and change it. And once he does that, it'll be off the printers. And and, and there's a couple other items that have already been designed, already ready to go off to their respective printers. That Friendo Care Package is going to be pretty sweet. Cool. Um, that's the $20 mark and the $5 mark. Uh, we've got uh, Stream three live streams every single week. Um, except for this week, there's gonna be two because you're going on vacation. Yeah, but maybe I'll do something. Maybe I'll do something else for for, Cause, for cause the patrons. If I'm going on vacation, you're kind of going on vacation too. Nah, I don't like vacations. I do. I know. I like vacations. I just I, if I'm not doing something, if I'm here at home and I'm not doing something, I have a hard time doing nothing, man. I got a hard time doing nothing. Anyways, Take we're also, a or something. No, I, I don't need to. I get go to that. the comic book store. There's no comics shop that I like right now. Go see a movie. Oh, we watched, we watched the first half of Raising Arizona last Good night. Good movie, huh? Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I, was, I, you know, I needed to sleep. Um, but as, I, mean, I meant go to the theater and see a movie. Oh, I did that. I watched Dunkirk the other day. Yeah, but like I do favorite. that every day. Every day? Go <laughs> see three movies in <laughs> one day. I'll think about that. Uh, and then uh, patron, no, uh, Going in Raw Shirts.
2: Pro Wrestling Tees. Let me try that again. Pro Wrestling Tees. It's not Pro Wrestling. It's not Pro, pro, no. It's, it's it's not pro. pro Resto. No, yeah. it's Pro Wrestling <laughs> com slash going in
1: raw. That's good. It almost gave us the, the Japanese term for pro wrestling is Pro Resto. Yes. You learned that. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, let's talk about raw. Raw. Uh, so apparently it was a slog, and I totally see why. I just, I watched, okay, so I watched the entire thing. It's just, on Mondays, I've got so much going on, like with a kid running around. Man, that kid, she just wants everything, and I just have to always keep on getting up. Um, but I watched, I mean, I watched everything. In fact, I watched a bunch of it this morning. Yeah,
2: while well, I was uh, getting stuff prepared for. Fun wrestling on later today, 2 p.m. YouTube.com. 2 p.m.
1: Pacific time. Steven Larson. 5 p.m. New York time. Eastern. Yeah. Um but I don't know. I thought there was. A, I thought there was a lot to like about Raw. But then I also thought there was. Yeah, there were some bits that
2: really. You cracked. know what? Part of part of the reason I think I founded the slog was, uh, you know, even hearing reports, rumors about uh, the SummerSlam card, mm-hmm. um, specifically about some matches that hadn't been uh, announced or strongly hinted at on Raw that were going to uh, eventually make their way to SummerSlam. Yeah. And so seeing those reports, watching the show, seeing those reports essentially be uh validated mm-hmm. um, it just came off as predictable.
1: Yeah, I know. That's kind of the that's kind of
2: here's the thing, it's it's I mean, like I would like to be surprised. The only surprising thing, kind of, and I know it's just WWE kind of playing off the news going around now, the John Jones Brock Lesnar fight mm-hmm. is Heyman saying that Brock would leave WB if he loses
1: the belt at the SummerSlam. Okay, so that kicked off the show. We'll just start there. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, it was kind of a slog. There was some stuff to like and there was some stuff not to like. Um, but Kurt Angle came out. I told you this off camera. I thought that within this, I swore this segment probably like from 5 o'clock until when the bell rang on Hardy's versus the club. There was probably a good, I would say at least twelve minutes. I know, yeah. I, I, I think it was actually fifteen minutes. Because yeah, that's pretty At the fifteen-minute mark, I turned it on. So I went back and I watched this Kurt Angle promo, and there was like two minutes of Paul Heyman talking out of that fifteen-minute span that you really needed. That's always the problem. You need to jam pack as many of those minutes with stuff that's vital to your programming. Yeah. Uh, instead, they're padding it with packages, they're padding it with recaps, they're padding it with Kurt Angle coming out and saying. You know, uh, 21 years ago, I won a gold medal, and I just want to say thank you to everybody. And then he starts walking away. Brock Lesnar comes out with uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman starts saying... uh
2: uh, more or less saying, you know, Kurt Angle doesn't want Brock Lesnar to be champion. He's doing everything he can to get the belt off Brock.
1: Hence the Fatal 4-Way.
2: Yes, hence the Fatal 4-Way. And if Brock is 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 no longer champion leaving SummerSlam, then Brock is is no longer going to be in WWE.
1: He's going to leave WWE. But,
2: and Heyman also said, but Brock is not going to lose the belt at SummerSlam, so he's not going to leave. Right. And then he talks more.
1: So, that little nugget there, if Brock loses at SummerSlam, he's leaving the WWE. And he even dropped the, the, the word Ultimate to make an allusion to the UFC, Mm -hmm. the fight that's inevitably going to go down between Brock Lesnar and John Jones. Um, So, in your head, because you're usually good at this stuff, in your head, does that opening promo signal a definite Brock loss or a definite Brock win? Or does it do neither of those things?
2: I'm going to go with doing neither of those things because the case can be made. That, it, that, that either one of the scenarios you presented was is, is
1: true, mm-hmm.
2: but say he loses and leaves, mm-hmm. well, he just come back and say, no, nah, I'm upset the way I lost because he's not going to get pinned if he right. loses.
1: Yeah, 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 that, that's, that's definitely So
2: I'm coming back to get my belt because I never, I never lost it.
1: I'm kind of of the opinion that it means it's a definite loss because what you just said is absolutely true. He's not going to lose and go away. Uh, he's not going to lose and go away. He's not just going to lose and be fine with that yes. and then walk away. So I think they're probably going to have him lose at SummerSlam, and then continue on something either with Kurt Angle or with a proxy that will continue down till like WrestleMania or, or whenever he's actually going to leave. Yeah. Um, but I do think that they're setting it up. So that he's gonna lose. It's just they're making us think that he's gonna, you know, the, lose and yeah. leave. Exactly, yeah. So I, I think that that's not gonna because you know the the drama of you know at the end of SummerSlam, Brock is lost and now he's gonna leave. That's the big drama yeah, right there. Yeah. So even in Lost, even in the Lost, he can be the focal point of the story. Exactly. Um. That being said, I don't believe for a second that you know they have their plan in stone even at this point. I really don't. I think that it's. You know, as is as is always the case with the WWE, this is pending Vince waking up in the morning and having yeah. a new idea. Yeah. So, um, but you know, in terms of them having a basic idea at this point of what they want to do, I would think that the promo last night was the signifier that Brock is probably going to lose at Summer. All right,
2: let's stay let's stay on this on this story then. Let's. Uh, fast forward for a little bit to the Triple Threat match. Which okay. was hot. This, this, it was this, a fun match.
1: This entire scene right now for the Universal Championship is hot. I I'll even it. say I the the
2: little promos they did, the ones where they spoke to
1: camera and intercut with B-roll, mm-hmm. by and large, those were pretty effective. I thought they were good. I thought that everybody performed them well. I thought the general idea behind them seemed a tad on the lazy side. Yeah, and Because, and, and, dude, I keep on going back to what Daniel Bryan was saying about the presentation that we've talked about it before. How much more interesting would it be if, this, if if instead of those three segments, which were easy to do, and I understand that production-wise, they need to do things that are relatively easy because their show is very ambitious. If we got some on-the-road stuff, you know? If yeah. we got some, they're traveling on their, you know, Braun Strowman and whatever he's, you know, driving in. um, Or if he's, you know, at a rest stop somewhere and they get his thoughts on, you know, breaking developments with, with Brock yeah, Lesnar in yeah, yeah, the yeah, UFC yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I think that, that kind of thing would go so much further in making us give a shit than what we saw, even though I thought they were, you know, I thought that the performances were good. Yeah. I just think they need to start... I, Be I, more I, creative in the presentation.
2: I yeah, agree. I, 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 I do agree. kind of think that's case. Um, but let's skip ahead just for a moment. We'll have to go into this match in detail. We can talk about that more later. But okay. the The finish... Mm-hmm. We saw Roman Reigns pin Mojo for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, in most other scenarios, I would take that to mean that Roman Reigns is not winning a SummerSlam. However, this is Roman Reigns. He seems to win everything.
1: Yeah, he defies math.
2: So uh, the algorithm doesn't
1: apply. Correct. Although, this isn't the go-home show. No. Anything like that. The The math the math gets more and more shaky the further out we are from the but actual how, event. But
2: how, 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 what other matches are they going to do with these three individuals to advance the storyline beyond what they've already done? Like if this had been, I mean, this this match kind of felt like it should have been for the go-home show. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it I, agree. Been the main, I mean, it should have been the main event of the show regardless. But uh, uh, it was odd that A, it wasn't the go-home show, B, that it, was, it kicked off the third hour. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if it was anybody else, any other program, I would take it to mean that whoever won that match was definitely not winning at SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, I still think Braun is probably the odds-on favorite at this juncture. Braun
1: or Roman, this is kind of a toss-up, actually. Dude, I think, I'll be honest, like, between, I, I, think, I honestly do think one of those three guys is going to walk away with the title. And for me, it's a, it's a complete toss up. Which is, you know, kudos to the WWE because yeah. it doesn't feel like if this was Mania and it was Roman versus Brock, it would be like
2: it feel like an em- well, inevitable. We know
1: what's gonna happen here, yeah. especially because Brock will probably at that point will probably have a match in the summertime against John Jones. So it's like we all know what's happening. Yeah. However, given this is the Summer Slam, there's still a lot of you know questions in the air about how they want to do this Roman Reigns coronation thing. I don't really know. Braun, I, I Braun definitely feels like a favorite because then Roman can beat him some point down the line at Survivor Series, I guess, maybe Rumble, maybe Rumble.
2: If not Mania, then Rumble.
1: But then, man, they're making Samoa Joe look really good too. Yep, you know that cocaine and clutch of his. They're making him look really good. Um, I just, I, 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 I think, yeah, I think if, maybe Samoa Joe's out there to take the pin from Braun Roman. Or do you you feel that's that's firmly got to be Roman Reigns taking the pin from Braun Strowman? I think it
2: would be more interesting if it was
1: Reigns taking the pin. More effective down the line, yeah, yeah, for him to take that belt back. Fantastic match. Yeah, it was a good match. I mean, we'll talk about that in a bit when we get there. But that was, Kurt Angle came out and said, we have a pay-per-view level match on the horizon here. Uh, Pretty close to that. And it was pretty damn close to that. I thought it was was a lot of fun. Uh, So anyways, after the Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman promo, Uh, We had the Hardys versus the club with the revival on commentary. You mentioned this off-camera as well.
2: Oh, that uh, Dash Wilder is definitely not as good on the mic as as
1: Scott Dawson. They probably shouldn't. As soon as Scott Dawson opens his mouth, I'm entertained. As soon as Dash Wilder starts talking, I feel like he's lost. Like, as soon as he starts talking. What did he say there was that one line? I think you're probably talking about that one line where he says, Look, one guy who didn't beat us just hit a... Move on another guy who didn't beat us. did <laughs> what didn't I mean I get what I think I get what you're trying to say.
2: He was trying to say that neither of those teams had beat yeah, us. right rival yeah, but yeah it was very awkward, yeah,
1: very awkward. Um, however, the match was you know it was decent enough. The Hardys seemed to have like a fire under their asses, and that seems to be maybe so there was like that raw like Matt was fully in on the broken stuff. Um, to a degree, like it was like seventy percent broken, which is kind of as far as we've been with the broken. Yeah, he yeah, saved yeah. for like maybe two weeks ago when he was when he thought he had the right. Yeah, essentially. So
2: well, they call him the revival obsolete mules on uh, on uh, Twitter. Yeah, and so then last... And I referenced that in the show last night.
1: Last week, when the 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 broken Hardy gimmick thing was was GFW indicated they're walking away from the negotiating table, the Hardys were firmly the Hardys. Right, Team Extreme. This week he was back doing broken stuff, and we kind of figure why because he's gonna just instead of saying broken, and you know it'd be great. We need to get an IP lawyer on the freaking show mm-hmm. and ask him or her what. How far can they take instead of saying broken? Can they say woken? Because isn't it a matter of being of like uh, the the viewer confuse like uh, viewer confusion, right? Isn't it a case of like, well? They're obviously doing everything, like pre-film segments, saying things like wonderful, dressing in a certain way, and instead of saying broken, you're saying woken. Aren't you confusing that property that's now in the WWE with, with that property yeah. that was on GFW or yeah. TNA? And I would think, I mean, I, I don't know, but part of the broken, now woken thing, I would think would be pre-film segments at the Hardy Compound... If I do If they go
2: there, then I wonder if GFW would, would threaten legal action.
1: Well, I wonder, yeah. I mean, I, at one point, that, that's, that's, that's the question. is like the breaking point. When, when would they actually send a cease and desist? Would they have the balls to pull that on the WWE? You
2: know what? It may be when they start making shirts.
1: Let's say they start, Woken?
2: Yeah, then they start merchandising.
1: That could be. I don't know, man. But he, Matt Hardy seemed extra happy about being able to use the word Woken. If he, oh, I don't know man I mean we both said they need to sort of take it to like another level if they if new, they, new places new places areas, yeah, yeah if they didn't go to the to the Hardy's compound but they started doing something else that was interesting like you can film outside the arena and still be interesting you yeah. can do other things yeah
2: just like a, 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 an evolution of the broken gimmick right call something else I mean I thought it was perfect when they started feuding with the, the revival mm-hmm. you can say he's shattered
1: yeah oh yeah Works perfectly shattered Matt Hardy. Yeah. You know? Um. I even like when he was doing when he was saying he was torn. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was fun. Like he was fine. kind of going through all his gimmicks on Twitter. Here's the thing that I think definitely needs to have happen though. It can't just be oh WWE has given the green light for us to say woken. So now we're gonna start doing that. It has to be storyline related. Yes. He can't just show up on it because I saw it on like the YouTube video afterwards when he said we are definitely woken. And it's like, okay, you need to bring it down a notch and build to your awakening if yes. that's what this is. Yes, agreed. I don't know, uh, but anyways, Hardy's uh, went over. Yeah, Jeff picked up the pin on yeah. Luke Gallows. We're still
2: throwing, man. Yeah, after a swanton bomb, then after the match, everybody brawled. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get some sort of match at SummerSlam between these three teams. It's kind of weird that the tag titles aren't involved.
1: Yeah, I know. But bummed uh, out about that. Uh,
2: all the rumors of the uh, Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus and Cesaro seem to be uh,
1: true. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, I thought that getting. was pure bullshit last week. Yeah. Apparently it's not. No. <laughs> um, let me ask some uh, triple threat tag match at SummerSlam. Uh, what would you rather have? That be a ladder match or the cruiserweight championship be a ladder match? Cruiserweight. Me too. Me too.
2: I'd rather see what these three teams can do in terms of booking an interesting and creative match without a ladder. Because the Revival can do that. They can
1: totally do that. Exactly. Yeah. Although I do like that the Hardys were calling out the Revival on Twitter and in the same tweet. Um, really oh, yeah,
2: re- referencing the Young Bucks. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, ah, I
1: love that. It's such a great... I watched Being the Elite the other day, the latest one, and there's like one shot where they're all backstage at Ring of Honor and they walk away, they're hanging out with Cody. And they walk away from Cody and the camera pans down to both of their asses. And it's oh, a yeah. TR yeah, yeah, yeah. on their butts. And then it goes back over to Cody and he's all enjoying it. And then Marty Skrull comes in and says, they had some great asses. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Marty Skrull, dude. <laughs> oh, those guys seem like they're having so Enjoy the fun you're having. Yes. Yeah. Because when all of you, maybe even Cody, goes back, goes to the WWE. Fun's ending. The fun's yeah. over, people. It's all done with. Anyways. But the money will be flowing. Yes. Uh, Next up, we had a Dean Ambrose interview with his uh, fiance. No, they're married, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. They are married. That's right. They're married. They're totally married. But they did it not on camera. Yeah. Good for them. Yes, I know. Good for them, man. You don't want your wedding to be a big messed up
2: television event.
1: So she's uh, showing him, you know, footage. Hey, you know, last week this happened.
2: They hugged, but then they pulled away from Hug, and Dean wouldn't do the uh, the fist bump.
1: Really, you, do you believe that report? That, no. Uh, no? That no. Tri-
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I watched I watched it again, and it, was, it seemed like that was very purposeful, the hug. Good acting! And the pullback. It
1: was really good acting! was all pr-
2: very much on purpose. I know! That report's garbage.
1: And even more than that, Triple H loves Seth Rollins. He's not getting mad at him for anything. No. He says, he ridiculous. You shouldn't have hugged him. I'm joking. You do what you want out there, pal. I trust you. Hey, I got a good idea. During your theme song, can you have somebody scream, Burn
2: it down!
1: That's a great idea, Triple H. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> hey, I got a great idea for a new t-shirt. I like you so much, I'm designing all your merch. Oh, expose. That's who's designing all Seth Rollins' oh, crappy no. merch. Just get the guy who does the black and the brave stuff design Seth Rollins' merchandise. I know. And I will buy every single one of them.
2: Yeah, you probably would, those are all great
1: shirts. They're all great shirts. I like the one I have comfy. It looks good. I like the one that has half Seth Rollins face and half like that friggin line or whatever it is. Yeah. They still it Hot Topic now. The dude at Hot Topic didn't even know what the hell it was. He says oh yeah the, the Bullet Club that's that wrestling stuff right? I'm like you're wearing a black and the brave shirt dude. Freaking poser. Anyways. Uh, yeah really. Wow. Uh, Next.
2: Uh, oh, During the Dean Ambrose interview Seth Rollins comes in and again Dean doesn't trust him. Uh, Yeah. He refuses to trust him.
1: He said, I don't trust you. I've got eyes in the back of my head. Isn't that when he said, said that? He said, I
2: had eyes in the back of my head the, during the match last week. Oh, yeah. That's right. It is in the Miz Yeah. Uh, so after that, uh, Dean says something, and Seth is, is sad and upset.
1: Mm-hmm. So the oh, yeah. After commercial like, I, I want that the Snoopy music to come on. I know. Dun, dun, dun.
2: And so after the commercial break, Seth is, is, is walking backstage, upset. He runs into Seamus and Cesaro. They start talking trash.
1: They're <laughs> Talking all the trash.
2: Cesaro saying to me, "You should have a show, but instead of ride right along, it's right alone." That was a pretty good, burn. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and then Seth's like, "All right, well, let's fight then."
1: <laughs> yeah, which one of you? That. Which
2: one of you is going to fight me tonight?
1: It's Seamus, 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 Seamus says, "I will." Yeah. They have a match later. You know what would have been cooler here, man? This is what people want out of their faces. Just throw down. Don't start yelling and saying, "Fine, you want to fight? Let's fight." Just fight. fight. Just sucker punch somebody. Yeah. Don't like walk away, fight. come back and sucker punch him. Don't say you want to fight. Just fight. Just dole a chair shot out to somebody's yeah. back. Super kick, super kick. Exactly. Boom. And then it's natural for them to set up a fight. Yes. Yeah. Punch somebody, man. God, that's all people want is punch people. After uh, that. Yeah. After that, we had. Whoa, hold on a second. We had a two five live match. It was actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Six man cruiserweight tag action. What I tell you off 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 camera, dude. When it's when when they cut to oh hey look we got our purple ropes on which they stopped doing awesome um they cut to they cut to who's in the ring and it's like Jack Gallagher Brian Kendrick none of those guys that were in this match no MDAR. Dar I'm not into it I, I just because I don't know like you need your A team and as much as I like those guys this is the A team right here man Akira Tozawa and there's all story going on yes here. this is all storytelling. Akira Tozawa, Cedric Alexander, stud. Rich Swan working the uh, rock in the Walmart sweatpants again, looks like a stud. Tony Nese, fifteen hundred abs. TJP, who's sitting there in a great little character moment while they're like making the announcements, he's sitting there counting uh, oh, uh, Tony, Tony Nese's abs. Doesn't overdo it, just goes like that. Oh, it was great. Good. It was great. And then uh, and then Davari, who doesn't love Davari? Yeah, Davari's great. It's fantastic. Um, and this was a really fun match. Again, this was a match that actually felt and looked like a cruiserweight match, yes. as opposed to when they bring out the B team and they saunter about and they put on a WWE match for guys who are slightly shorter than your normal WWE guy. Yeah, this was a true cruiserweight match. It was. This was a blast. You a know, lot, a of, lot fun. of
2: fun. Yeah. Um, uh, Tazawa picked up the pin on TJP after a top rope senton. But
1: the entire time, the story was his shoulder. Titus Neal was out there trying to make sure his investment is protected. Yes, and
2: Davari was working over to Zawa's shoulder because they have a match uh, tonight on 205 right. Live. Yeah. And then uh, Titus Worldwide, mm-hmm. um, Rich Swan,
1: and Cedric yeah. Alexander all celebrated in the ring after the match. Right, yeah. A lot of fun stuff. It was yeah, really great good stuff. Uh, did you mention, I forgot, I was like sort of not paying attention, did you mention the selfie? They well, took. I mentioned
2: they were all celebrating, but yeah, they took a selfie together. They took
1: a Titus Worldwide selfie. Yeah. It was great. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Next up, we had... The, the, only, the only thing what, that I really what? would have wanted... Bring out Apollo Crews, too? Yeah, I know. Last week, he was wearing the suit. Bring him out in a suit. He's he's not just... He's learning the ropes to being a CEO of Titus Worldwide. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Next up, we had Ms. TV with Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan is not as bad as he could be. He's not nearly as good as he should be, in my opinion, Number one, he's kind of set back because he's got kind of a wimpy voice naturally. So, but I, I thought
2: more often than not his delivery was effective.
1: I and that's the thing. That's the thing. He kind of uh, out outkicked his coverage, so to speak, in terms of his he, yeah his delivery. It was a scripted promo, which usually I would agree with you in saying the, uh, these scripted promos are not good. I think he's one of those guys who kind of needs a scripted promo.
2: I don't. I don't know. I mean. I'm not saying you just send with them, give them a mic and have them go out there, give yeah. them bullet points, yeah. to hit, work with them on it, but just to give them a script and say, memorize this and
1: then go say it. I would do this, and we have no idea how this works. What are you comfortable doing? This is what we want you to accomplish. What are you comfortable yeah. doing? But so From what we've heard through interviews that are freely available places, um, oftentimes, like, you know... Show's going on in 30 minutes. Your segment's on in 30 minutes. Here's your script. Memorize all this. Memorize all this. So that's probably what happened. Um, That being said, he wasn't as bad as like, oh, his new music's terrible, though. It's like, it's it's as if they said, hey, you're being signed by Global Force Wrestling. Here's your American Alpha-esque theme song, which isn't nearly as good as an already bad theme song. Um, But, you know, regardless, he goes out there, he does what he can. Uh, the Miz was great. Uh, oh, yeah. He was saying, you know, basically accusing Jason Jordan of accepting handouts from Kurt Angle mm-hmm. now that he found out that he's his son. Um, again, Miz, he'll make him some decent points. Time about Kurt Angle and his problems, saying your dad's a washed up jock. Who you know messed up every opportunity in his life, which isn't really true, but still. Um,
2: and then uh, Jason Jordan says, "You can say whatever you want about me, but don't say anything bad about Kurt."
1: I think my main problem with Jason Jordan is he was smiling too much, which came off as a bit arrogant without anything to show for it. Um, that was kind of one of my problems with it because once he got intense, then it was more believable. Yeah, that's when it that, that's when I was like, okay, this is cool.
2: It was interesting. They brought up uh, uh, the booze. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I read something this morning that they were expecting mm-hmm. Jason Jordan to get booed during the segment. WB yeah, did. Yeah. Um, but apart from a bit in the beginning, I think towards the tail end, I don't remember hearing it. I didn't, it wasn't whatsoever. noticeable. I mean, it yeah. wasn't
1: that bad. When did... did my I tripping? Was there... There were CM Punk chants. Was that during the... Uh, oh, I didn't hear it during The Samson uh, fight? Maybe it was during the Samson fight. I think it was during the Samson fight. I thought I heard CM Punk chants mm. at some point. I don't know. Maybe I was hearing something else. Um. Anyways, uh, they start get they get into a little bit. Ms. Uh, Jason Jordan says, you know, like you said, he said, say what you will about me, don't talk about my dad or about Kurt. He said, and uh, the Miz sort of gets in his face. Ms. backs him away, tries to attack Jason Jordan. He ducks, turns around, and hits him with a freaking awesome overhead belly to belly into the Mr. Into the Mr. which was very impressive, and that's the kind of thing. If you want to get Jason Jordan over, that's what we need more of. People want intensity. They don't yes. want laid-back arrogance. Yes. They don't want that unless you're an actual heel. They don't yeah. want arrogance. No. They don't want a guy who hasn't really done anything. Granted, he's a SmackDown tag champion when those titles didn't mean anything. Um, they don't want a guy who, yeah, kind of comes off like he's been handed this opportunity yeah. without really doing anything besides inadvertently being Kurt Angle's son. Yeah. Um, and so they want a guy who is intense, not, I'm just going to smile and, and try to be clever. They don't want that. Um, But by the end, he was intense. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Next, Roman Reigns promo. uh, Do you think Jordan's going to win the IC title at SummerSlam? I don't know. God, I hope not.
2: Um, We talked about these promos a bit uh, earlier. Yeah. All uh, uh, people, the the principles of promo speaking to camera, into the Mm -hmm. camera, B-roll, various matches and stuff like that, kind of breaking up uh, matters visually. So it wasn't a whole lot of just whomever is speaking directly to camera apart from Braun and Braun was was great. He has such a great face.
1: Oh, I love Braun's face. It's amazing.
2: Um, Otherwise, most of it was just shots of of action and whatnot. Um, Next, Seth Rollins versus Sheamus. That was a fun match. It was fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple times Rollins had to counter Cesaro who was hanging around ringside. Mm -hmm. He would uh, meddle somewhat um, but the finish saw Seth win with the roll-up and of course after the match after the bell rang, Cesaro jumps in the ring, attacks him, and Sheamus and Cesaro start beating up Seth. They start to leave, mm, go back, go back, beat him up some more. Ambrose comes out this time. finally. But Sheamus and Cesaro retain the upper hand. Cesaro mm-hmm. gives Ambrose the neutralizer. Yes. Um, and they walk out of the ring. Yeah. So,
1: champion standing tall.
2: And we're for sure getting a tag title match. Sheamus and Cesaro versus two-thirds of the Shield.
1: We are for sure getting uh, tag title changes. Oh, yeah, SummerSlam. <laughs> Two singles guys are going to have the tag titles. On the Your game. favorite thing. My favorite thing in the world. In this case, they have history, so it's okay. Kind of okay. And also, on top of that, I feel like the tag division needs kind of a shake-up. Yeah. And I feel, like this isn't, I feel like this isn't necessarily to serve. Well, it isn't. This is not, this is not to serve the storyline of a singles title. That's the point, point. and I'm. That's why I'm. That that's when it bugs me is when two guys who are in, you know, singles title contention get thrown together as a tag team in order to further that title story. Yeah. This at least, if we get to see the two thirds of the Shield versus the Revival versus the Club versus the Hardys. Yeah, like, yeah, it's good stuff. That I'm okay with. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, Next
2: Samoa Joe's promo again, speaking to camera again is Samoa Joe.
1: It's Samoa He's Joe. Great. He's great in everything he does.
2: Next, Bray Wyatt comes to the ring and drops another somewhat, by and large, meaningless promo. This is such an easy program to write.
1: I I can't believe that they're not putting two minutes worth of effort into this. It's simply the same thing they always do with Bray. Oh, man, you guys like him, and he's fake, man. Did his voice sound different last night? Who, Bray? Yeah. Yeah, he was changing up a little bit. Yeah. It was, I don't know...
2: Sound like higher pitched.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it it sounded like maybe he wasn't putting on his Bray Wyatt yeah, yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe this was his actual voice. It yeah. wasn't as husky, if you will. Yeah. I can't do that. I don't know what that I don't know how to do like a new Bray Wyatt person. I'll do this man. It Doesn't even really, really sound just, like him, man. Just bring up. I mean, and granted, I will. I will say
2: this: that after Braid does his promo, and then you have the red lights and the and the thump thumps of of uh, Balor's demon intro
1: mm-hmm. instruments,
2: So they're alluding to the demon. Yeah.
1: What do we got? Two more episodes before Summerslam.
2: Yeah, I think so. So maybe they're just not jumping right into it, which I, I kind of understand. But I still, if, if if that's the case, you need to set it up with something, and Bray just kind of said more of the same. I know exactly. Everybody. Yeah. So, anyways. Uh, you know, the lights, red lights, the, the kind of thump of Balor's music. House lights go down completely. Come back up. He's standing in the ring.
1: his mm-hmm, yeah.
2: back to, to Wyatt. Yeah. So Wyatt laughs about it. He's sort of in a crucified position. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like says, all right, you're, you're giving yourself up in this situation. I'm going to attack you. Uh, Balor hits him with a Pele kick. Pele kick. Yeah. Gets the upper hand, does a drop kick on the outside, mm-hmm. sends Wyatt yeah. over the barricade. Then Finn the stands around the ring looking cool. Right, last. I know, dude. That's. And then he says to the camera, um, you want to play games? Let's play.
1: Yeah. I mean, here's the thing about Finn Balor. Have you ever seen anybody get over so hardcore based exclusively on how cool he looks to this degree?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Nothing comes to mind.
1: Nothing comes to mind. He's just that cool looking that he doesn't have to say I anything. I know. Because, and that, that's the funny thing. It's like I, I really like Finn Balor because of how cool he looks. Mm-hmm. I also have – I've seen some of his promos from his heel days in, you know, in forming the Bullet Club, New Japan, and I know what he can do. It's just fascinating to me that you can't really say to WWE, man, can you have him say something? Well, he's already
2: super over. Why would you want to ruin Yeah, him? I know. I mean, he, he's super over by not saying anything. Just look how cool he
1: looks. <laughs> how cool he looks. <laughs> it's absolutely, but he doesn't do anything. No, he never does anything. He just looks so cool.
2: <laughs> he just looks cool. He carries himself oh, like man. a rock star.
1: You guys think he's so cool, don't you, man? I got some security footage of him wiping his butt. <laughs> Nobody looks cool wiping their butt, man. Look at that.
2: And way, somehow, Finn Balor looks cool wiping his butt. Yeah, I
1: know. You know who also looks, like, super cool, but in a really dorky way? Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Because he's so lanky and weird. It's the pop another but collar. But he pops his collar, and it's like, man, he's the coolest dude ever. And then you get on his Twitter, and he's just, like, all this, like, super liberal, animal-loving, animal rights-loving, animal rights freaking labor party shit. And it's like, oh, he's even cooler. <laughs> Nobody makes animal rights look as cool as Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on. Braun Strowman. He it. How great is Zack Saber Junior. been in New Japan? Fantastic, isn't it? Like crazy that like he joins Suzuki Gun. You think he's gonna be lost in the crowd of a faction? No, but he's not.
2: No, not he's like the
1: freaking standout. Oh man. yeah. Anyways, so um, yeah. You know.
2: Braun Strowman's promo again, speaking to camera. It was great. He has such a great face.
1: Oh, his face is fantastic. It's so great because it's so Bruce Green, and Bruce Green has like the best face. Yeah, I love Bruce Green's face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Then we had Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. Uh, yeah, we talked about this a little bit, but this is a really fun match. You can tell all these guys are having fun working together. I think yeah. that's the main thing, is that they're just big bastards. And then Roman Reigns, who seems to take delight at this point in the crowd booing him. Yeah. Um, it's just it's so much fun. There's a lot of great bits here. Um, uh, Reigns ended up going over, uh, spearing Joe for the win. But, you know... Braun Roman was, like, throwing everything around. Like, he literally threw Roman Reigns back into the ring, yeah. Into the ring, like, fr- like through the top and middle ropes. Then he chucked a uh, freaking ring steps into the ring like it was nothing. Really taking advantage of that strongman background he has. Yeah, yeah. Um, Braun's fantastic. He really is. A lot of good stuff going on here. Uh, do you think, let me ask them, do you think Brock Lesnar st- uh, stuck around to like watch this? Like, Oh, probably not. Probably not. Huh? Probably as soon as this segment was, was over,
2: he's on a flight back home.
1: Probably, yeah. He ain't sticking around. He doesn't like flying. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we had uh, the big show and Enzo backstage where Enzo was talking about... He was apologizing
2: Alfredo. for getting show involved in this whole storyline. Then the show was saying, well, you know, it's fine because cast needs... What do you say exactly? Cast needed What? We just watched the tube. I forgot already.
1: I don't know. But he was like, it's fine. I tune the fuck out when he talks, man. I just, when Enzo talks. No, it wasn't Enzo. It was, when, it was well. Show, when it was Big Show. When that, When Enzo's on camera. I'll put it that way. Yeah,
2: do I just tune out. So anyways, Big Show was like, it's cool. It's he
1: totally knows, cool. He, he
2: says, something. well, I'll beat cast for you tonight. Yeah. Uh,
1: next up, we had my favorite part of the night. It was when the newly dubbed Elias. I don't like that, though. No, I don't like that either. I man. don't like
2: they don't call him the drifter either. Yeah. They're just it was the drifter,
1: on. Elias, Samson. And then next is going to be Eli. I know. Ladies and gentlemen, Eli. Uh, anyways, uh, he starts thinking about Pitt because he's from Pittsburgh. He got a big pop Yeah. Uh, to start it, and he looked kind of surprised. I love him so much, though. The half smile that he tries to hold back so hard, but he can't. Yeah, when the crowd's booing him he's getting heat. (laughs) And he says, the people in this, and he's not, I was telling this off camera, he's not even clever in how he runs down. He just literally calls the crowd garbage. The city has no hope. I have no choice but to, you know, it was a bad choice, me coming here. Oh, it's fantastic. Anyways, this song is eventually interrupted by Callisto's music. He comes out. Uh, he gets killed by Elias Sampson with a neckbreaker.
2: Uh, or no, it called Drift Away. Yeah, the Drift Away. And it, This match was the closest we've gotten since NXT of Corey Graves just referencing stuff in Pitt- Pittsburgh.
1: Oh, I the know. a trash
2: about Elias Sampson, oh, and it great. was great.
1: I know. He didn't, because, like, Michael Cole was telling some story about how his scarf had belonged to Heath Ledger at one point, like, before he died or something like that. And then uh, he says, that's not true. He got that scarf down in the... In the strip district down by something, something, which you have no idea what he's talking about if you're not from there. Yeah. But I know. it's probably something lame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Booker T and Michael Cole just defend Elias the entire time. I know. I know. It's fantastic. It's pretty good. It's the best. Anyway, it's a really cool dynamic. Uh, next up, we had an Alexa Bliss interview. I'm kind of over her talking for now. She's really good at what she does. But what it's kinda like to me it's kinda like Rushmore at this point. Oh. Like I get that I'm supposed to not like her character. But
2: now you really don't like her character. But now
1: I just find her annoying. I get that she's good at it and maybe that's just the definition of heel heat. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I want to be entertained by my heels, I don't want to boom. Sorry. I know that's a controversial thing to say. That's what I mean next to Internet Darlings. It's a controversial statement. I want to be entertained by my heels. Not yeah, I want to
2: cheer for my I heels. I want to
1: cheer for my heels. What do you have to say about that, Brian Zane? <laughs> He's an old school guy.
2: Yep. Next, Ambrose and Rollins backstage. Rollins uh, kind of comes in and says, "Thanks for helping me out." And Ambrose, in some sort of kind of convoluted explanation, says, "I didn't go out there for you. I went out there because I want you to think that I was leaving you out there." Essentially.
1: He no. He said. He said. You put me in this position. Oh, you're
2: the architect. You put me in the position where if I don't go and help you, I look like the bad
1: guy. Why in the hell would a guy whose gnomon is the lunatic fringe care one second if everybody thinks he's a jerk? What should he care about that? Shouldn't. If he's actually a lunatic fringe, he does not go out there. Or just not care. If he... Or just not give a crap. Yeah, exactly. That shouldn't be the reason he goes out there. He should have said something like, I didn't go out there for you. I went out there because I don't like those guys. I don't want them getting over anybody. It could have been freaking, you know. Or he should
2: have said, I, I, I've been hearing stuff in the dirt sheets that were in in line for a tag title opportunity. I want a belt around my waist. I went out
1: there to help you so we could exactly. further the storyline." and yeah, get a belt around my read waist. on the dirt sheets. Uh, but there are too many wrestling podcasts. Yes. Um, all right. Next up, we had, uh, oh, Bailey versus Nia Jax. People are crapping. I like this. I was yeah, like it's fine. fine. Yeah, I like this. Nia Jax is great. Nia Jax is the definition of somebody who's going to be hugely over as a, a face mm-hmm. if they just keep on doing what they're doing. Yes. Because people like when people are, like, intense and rude and, and be mean. Pull up and talk crap. But also can be clever. That, part, yeah.
2: that point where I'm still not sure if Bailey was legit hurt mm-hmm. when uh, after Nia did that kind of Facebuster thing on her, yeah, because she was selling a shoulder injury,
1: right, right. And she was right. selling
2: it really well, yeah, yeah. She and she like was, the so ref was. was checking in on her, and it seemed legitimate, yeah. So either it was fantastic acting, or Bailey hurt her shoulder. Yeah. Anyways, while Bailey was taking some time talking to the ref, uh, Nia got one of I uh, guess Bailey's hair bands and gave herself a ponytail. That was great, a la
1: Bailey. That was fantastic, fantastic. Right. I've been
2: saying for a long time, Nia Jax, in terms of in-ring
1: trash talk. You're right, man. Top notch. There's only one more thing that I want from her, and that's to join the club. Just symbolically, that'd be fucking great. That'd be fantastic. Um, no, this is good though. I think I, I think that the, the the shoulder thing was fake, just because we saw it before in NXT. Did the exact same thing. Yeah, they the knee, yeah. the knee instead. Yeah, but that was all fake.
2: Um, so they're fighting on the outside. Alexa Bliss comes out, tries to interfere. Bailey intercepts her. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Naya tries to do a move. Um, Tries to spear. Kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Bailey gets out of the way. Nia goes into the ring steps. Bailey rolls back in the ring. Right. Ref counts 10. Bailey wins by count out. was a scratch in my case.
1: Oh, no. Sad. Um. Yeah, so I don't know. I thought it was cool. Bailey looks strong. It'll be, I mean, we're. you know. I'm not sure if Bailey's going to win a SummerSlam or not. I think she is. Yeah, I think so too. It's going to lead to a, probably a Sasha heel turn at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. Finally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I could see that. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not huge on Alexa Bliss. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'll put it this way. I'm not huge on her title run necessarily. I know. Yeah. I kind of But I mean, way. I don't think it's her fault. I think she does. I think she does good work. Yeah, she does. Yeah.
2: Uh, next, we had an interview with
1: Cass, uh, where he refused to say ass. He says I know Big Show talks through his posterior. I don't know. Cass is not, Yeah, I'm not feeling the heel thing. I'm just not feeling it, man.
2: He still seems like he's he's yeah. There's no there's no menace there.
1: I still get the feeling that he really likes Enzo more. Yeah, right. me too. You know, and I feel like it's if there's anything sad about Cass, it's sad that he can't travel with Enzo anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, new. I'm sure he could. No, I don't think they do. I don't think they go to that though. I don't think they do that stuff. Like, like, they be, go to that,
2: those links, like, once the show's over, they can't travel with the person they've been traveling with for years, it's because there's a heel turn. Like, do you know Seth Rollins and Cesaro travel together?
1: Um, yeah, that's different, though. They're in a feud right now. Yeah, that's different. Like, if Bailey and Nia Jax travel together, that'd be really weird. It'd be really weird. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Seth and Cesaro still travel together? Yeah, I feel like as of this week, they should stop. Okay, they really should, but if they already have good arrangements, yeah, man. I don't know, man. You travel on the road. I, I'm, I'm still, I'm still hung up on there. Should be some amount of kayfabe, right? I feel like it, some amount.
2: The traveling aspect mm-hmm. is probably in a lot of ways the most difficult part of doing the job. Mm-hmm. So,
1: comfort Max comfort,
2: comfort should be maximized, and if you're comfortable traveling with somebody, you should travel with them regardless of storyline.
1: I mean, that that, honestly, that that helps your mental well-being. You should travel with whoever you're shooting with. Because that's where you come up with ideas, and this is what we can do, this is what I can do, this is what yep. you can do. Yep. But then you run into the problem. You stop by a McDonald's, you know, CrossFit Jesus goes to McDonald's, see what he can find on the menu that's appropriate for him. You know, he walks in there with Cesaro. There's some Mark there wearing a Braun Strowman shirt, saying, hey, what "The heck, you guys are feuding right now." Hey, it's fake. It's
2: not real storyline,
1: kid. Storyline, kid. <laughs> uh, what's good for protein here? No, no they they just
2: travel there. They just go to Chipotle.
1: They go. Oh yeah, that's right. Everybody loves Chipotle. Although people keep on getting sick there, man. Yeah, I know. Gross. <laughs> it makes me not want to go there. Um, so same. that took us to our main event, which was ca- Big Cast versus Big Show. Woo! Well, <laughs> <well. laughs> <go>. So this <laughs>
2: this match saw some back and forth a little bit. It's kind of interesting they had this as the main event.
1: Um, Cass. Hits Big Show with a boot. Yeah, this should not have been the main I, I kind of like that they have it as the main event. It's something different. No, I know. But different. the triple threat, obviously. Yeah, should yeah have been the main event. event. Yeah. So, in uh, fact, when they loaded up for that uh, triple threat at like 7, I was like, ooh, are they going to go an hour 20 with this? That would be great. That would have been great. Iron Man triple threat match. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, so right as Cass hits Big Show with, with a boot, mm-hmm. um, Enzo jumps in the ring, yeah. starts attacking Cass. Uh, so the ref DQs. Big Show, Cass wins, uh, Enzo eats a boot from Cass as well, and by the time all that happens, uh, Big Show has a chance to to get it back on his feet, gives Cass a knockout punch, and he and Enzo walk away. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to see Cass versus Big Show at SummerSlam. Yeah,
1: because this was a scrub. Um I like Corey Graves uh, referencing uh, him hearing that Enzo isn't a great tipper. Oh, yeah, that was the, good. The stripper story, that was good. Um, yeah,
2: I don't know. Yeah, I, re- I can't find that I have much reason to care about this storyline.
1: I know. I, I I want to, kind of. It's just you, you can't help but side with Cass on this. I know. Enzo does like...
2: Well, there's two things. You can't help but side with Cass, but at the same time, Cass isn't really pulling off the heel thing at all.
1: <laughs> and so exactly. it makes it
2: easier to side with him because he's not menacing. You can you can there's tell nothing that, threatening about him. You
1: can tell Cass has the same thoughts about their breakup that we do. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we don't want to see the Cass. Yeah. We appreciate that you're trying your best, though. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, load up some questions. I, I have questions here. Hold on a second. I, mean, I forgot to do this as the head of the show. Every week, we get new patrons at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Um, and so I'm going to read off the latest patrons because I like doing this. Uh, I'll just start from here. Starvin Marvin fifty five. Evans Marcus Richardson uh, McDonald's uh, Szechuan sauce. Stephen Hinohosa Apex Waggish Marius Trapchinski. Chauncey Crenshaw, the one and only Ethan Salsa Nipples Evans, Tien Nguyen, Josh Pepper, Taji Waji, 13-time WWF World Martial Arts Champion, D'Amico Andrews, Fred the Shed, Chad McCallum, Villa Lobos, uh, Derek Rice Jr., Luis Sanchez, Ray Hampton, And, oh, dear, I have no idea. This is not even in... I want to say this might be in Russian. Keprin Knepadarb. What is that? Oh,
2: I have no idea.
1: Anyways, thank you very much. Thank you
2: very much. Question, Questions. CM Punk finds it insulting. Find it insulting. Um, I've been watching G1, and one of the people I've been most impressed with is actually Yano. His matches are always entertaining, and the comedy usually hits. So, serious question, do you think Yano could be successful in WWE? Oh, man. I mean, there's always a ceiling to uh, comedy acts in WWE. So, I mean, could he do it? Yeah. He's funny. I think his comedy translates pretty well. Yeah. But,
1: uh. Oh, his comedy is universal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But there's just a ceiling, especially for exclusively comedy acts in WWE.
1: It's difficult. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a ceiling for Yano and. Oh, I know. I
2: know. But he was, you know, he's been tag champion multiple times. Oh, sure, sure. that happening in WWE. Maybe once, but not.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's not like Yano is a big crossover name. Like, I mean, there's very few crossover names. Um, Here's the thing about asking us questions about New Japan guys going to WWE. I don't think there's anybody I really want to go to WWE from New Japan. It's such a a jewel right now Mm -hmm. with all the talent they have and and the chemistry that they all have and the fact that it really kind of feels like they all love each other except for Suzuki, who doesn't seem like he loves anything because that guy's scary he I know he's very scary but that's his credit to his character
2: yes um, I mean I'll be honest last night I was watching Raw and it was a slog yeah I was like thinking to myself I wish I could just spend this three hours watching G1 matches because I don't feel like I'm missing a whole lot <laughs> I, or I would be missing a whole lot not watching Raw I know I know I know angry there's I only so many hours in the day No, I know Uh, Hamza Halal, a while ago, you said you don't want Kenny Omega in the WWE, which is completely understandable since he's doing great work in New Japan, but would you be okay with Kenny Omega in the WWE run by Triple H? Triple H is in charge, not Vince.
1: Yeah, all bets are off at that point. All bets are off. If his, if his thing is long-term planning and letting people wrestle styles that are outside the WWE norm, if that's what Triple H will bring to the table, Then all bets are off. Absolutely. Let's see what they can do with that big budget of theirs. Yes. With that shrinking budget of theirs. Dwayne next. Uh, What's a percentage of Dean and Seth winning the tag straps and helping Roman win the universal strap to reunite the shield? I would say 100% on the first thing, 0% on the second thing. Yeah. They're not going to have anything to do. They're keeping the shield separate from each other. Probably until I... Maybe Survivor Series or something. yeah. Yeah, maybe
2: Survivor Series. Tommy T, hey, friend, Those My question is: What are your guys' thoughts on the fact that in the year 2017, the second hour of Raw has had more viewers in the third hour 100% of the time? Also, do you guys think this is why so many high-profile matches have happened in hour two instead of hour three? Could be.
1: Yeah, it could definitely be. Um, what do I think about it? Three hours may be too long for Raw. <laughs> there you go.
2: Uh, let's see here. That guy. Should Enzo start his own brand to rival Titus Worldwide? What should it be called? Power rank. Who should be in Team Enzo? What should Team Enzo be really called?
1: Wait, wait, wait what? You have Titus Worldwide, and now you oh, have okay. Enzo, you Enzo starting his only. own brand. All right. I like the bootiest wrestlers in Enzo's thing. Well, uh, Big yeah, Show would big, big Show's you know. in there. He's the big power. Um, And then you can put... Uh, who from 205 life they need a cruiserweight. TJP. TJP. <laughs> TJP. Yeah, well, not, oddly, I could see that. I was gonna say Brian Kendrick. Um, and then we need somebody from like the mid card.
2: Kurt Hawkins.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Kurt Hawkins too. This is a terrible team. It really is. This is an awful team. And then from the women's division. Summer Rae. No, Dana Brooke. Yeah. There we go. That's good. Uh, Benny Yinzer, the Steel City champion, has a similar question to, to Hamza Halal's, I think. No, somebody else. He says, why do you think is putting... A, he says, the crowd was dead after the triple threat uh, match. Why do you think is putting their main events in the middle of shows at times? Because it seems to destroy the crowd. I would say it might be a ratings thing. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh,
2: Julian Morris. Hey, guys. What will Seth... Rock- What will Seth Rollins really need to do to get Dean's trust back? Maybe a couple's retreat with counseling, trust exercises?
1: Um, Like, yeah, I want to see like an on-the-road series of vignettes with them. So with them to be forced to travel together. Right, like Dean drops a dollar bill. Seth picks, picks it up and, up and gives it back
2: to him. I do a shot him. where he looks at it, maybe he thinks about putting it in his own pocket. Oh wow! Says no, gives it back to Dean. Here you go. Stuff exactly. like that, right? right?
1: But it's all it's all silent. It's a montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's set to old timey music. Yes, silent like film.
2: Seth pays for Dean's lunch. Exactly. You know, uh, picks up his dry cleaning form. Undercranked a little bit. Yes. Yeah.
1: There you go. That
2: kind of stuff it shows yeah. that he could be trusted. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, that guy says, should WWE start using factions like New Japan? They have Titus worldwide. What would the other factions and who would they, what would the other factions be and who they, who would lead them? I want to see um, Shinsuke Nakamura create Faction Day America chaos. You mean i I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it'd be called Faction Day America. Can I believe we've got to start this as Faction Day America? Um, Chaos Day America. And uh, it would be him. It would be uh Itani. I want to see him in there. Um, who else would be in Shinsuke's Faction? Uh, Cassius Ono. Cass... Oh, that's really good, Cassius Ono. I like that. That's a good three-start right there. Yeah, Nast.
2: Um, so First time patron here But watching since The 10 for the win days Thank you very much Recently what? rewatched 10 what? What's that? Recently rewatched Monday Night War And rise and fall of ECW Had a question come to mind How different would The wrestling business be today If Paul Heyman And Eric Bischoff Had been in opposite places During the war So Bischoff and ECW Trying to create something For nothing
1: And Heyman at WCW With access to Turner's money you know that uh, the the Bischoff to ECW thing probably that never would have happened. But the Heyman, I mean, Heyman was in WCW for a long time. For, yeah, yeah, for a long time as manager, as announcer, and them giving him the book probably is not that out of the question. I wonder why that was never sort of a. Con- I mean, I guess did he did he not start booking until like, ACW? ECW? I don't know. The don't interesting know question for him: um, How would it have been different? I mean, you probably
2: would have never gotten the NWO. That was Bischoff's idea.
1: That's true. Um, But Heyman, I mean, you know, Bischoff got it from Japan. Heyman got plenty of stuff from Japan. I mean, obviously, look, that's a very specific idea. I don't think another guy would have come up with it. But I think we would have, I think WCW, I think two things. I don't know why I said two things. One thing, Heyman was a master motivator. Yes. And the thing about WCW is it, it seems like, Nobody respected Eric Bischoff past what they could get from him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, nobody was willing to... I, I never... Nobody was ever willing to go out on a limb for Eric Bischoff. Yeah. It was all, hey, I like you to the extent of what I can get from you. Yeah. Which is usually large contracts. Yes. Yeah. Um. You know, like the outsiders put him in a closet when he fired X-Pac. Yeah. According to legend. Nobody was doing that to Paul Heyman. And so I... And Paul Heyman was a master manipulator and a master motivator. Yeah. And so he would have gotten, I think, a lot more out of the talent in WCW, and with the you know with that budget that he had. Oh, I know. I mean, nobody was ever able to rein in Hogan's you know backstage politics, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Heyman might have been able Maybe. to do that. Maybe he would have he would have known how to play Hulk Hogan or work with him. Yeah. And that would have been a really really interesting scenario. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. I don't know about Bischoff and ECW. He would have been eaten alive.
2: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Ethan Salsa nipples Evans. First-time patron here. i love if you two would decide on a power ranking of who will take the Intercontinental title off The Miz. Mm-hmm. Well, you have Jason Jordan on there. Mm-hmm. Seems to be The Miz's next feud.
1: You know, I think they're going to do that. Yeah, too. I think so, too. I think it's going to be a failure, and they're probably going to get it back on The Miz. Everybody they try to put the IC title on, it just ends up going back to The Miz for good reason because nobody's as good as, them, as The Miz. That's why I thought they might put on Seth Rollins. Yeah, I know. I know. That would have been carry great that belt. I know. That would have made all sense in the world. Who else, though? After the Jason Jordan experiment fails. Nobody's going to want to see him come in. You know, if, if, if
2: Seth and Dean win the tag titles at SummerSlam, Dean is a Triple Crown champion, or sorry, a Grand Slam champion.
1: When's the last time we saw one of
2: those? Um, I don't remember. Because he'd won a oh Jericho, Jericho just recently won the U.S. title. That's right, time.
1: that's right, that's right. He'd won all the other titles. Yeah, you're right. Interesting. Uh, Robert Haynes, uh, he says, this is the fourth or fifth time I've asked, but oh well. Well, you know what? Five times is a charm. Robert Haynes, do you think Kurt versus Brock at Mania is a possibility after the tension last night? No. I'm going to say... I mean, it's a possibility, but it's not going to happen. No, no. Brock is going to be at Mania to put somebody over that the WWE wants to showcase as a current day star going into the future. Yes. And that is almost certainly going to be Roman Reigns. So.
2: Yeah, more likely, more than likely.
1: Uh, duh, 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 duh.
2: let's see here. Um, Iron Man Marcus Tyler, been watching some G1 recaps, and this year's tournament is turning out to be one of, if not the best ever. Yeah, man. Pick one superstar from Raw, SmackDown, NXT that you'd want to see participate in the G1.
1: Well, let's take one AJ brand, Styles out of Let's brand. take AJ and, 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 and out. Nakamura, yeah. yeah so okay. One superstar from each brand. Take one. 10 out, too.
2: Yeah, anybody who's actually done it before. Right, Seth. Seth, Seth. Seth. Freaking Rollins. Kevin Owens.
1: Yeah, man. Sammy, Has Sammy ever been in the... I don't know. Yeah. I would say, who would you rather want, Kevin or Sammy Zane? Sammy, I guess. It's kind of a toss-up. <laughs> it is such a toss-up. My gut tells me Sammy, but I don't know. Kevin's so
2: We'll good. say, how about this? Seth, Kevin Owens, Aleister Black.
1: Could you imagine the... Oh, that's good. That's really good. Could you imagine the level of shit talking we'd get out of Kevin Owens if he were in there against like Tonga? I know that'd be crap I know I love Tonga. yeah Tomatanga's keep on meaning crazy. to get a shirt of his man God, he's so good he's great you see him put him put on Okada's uh he put on Okada's robe oh really and went up on the top turnbuckle and did not oh, see that he's so good yeah he is
2: that's great all right Steve are you ready for it
1: no I think I'm gonna do terrible
2: I don't know I don't I've not like...
1: been I've not been confident in my K Fabe corner abilities lately. I've been more confident about trivia. Can we just skip to trivia?
2: No, that's tomorrow.
1: Today is K Fabe Corner. What is K Fabe Corner? Steve? It's the greatest trivia it's the greatest wrestling trivia challenge in history, man. I
2: think you're gonna do pretty well today. Probably not you say that, you just screwed me over. I, I yeah, I think I'll do fine. So the vote was between Pete Dunn, the bruiserweight, and Trent Seven. Um, I checked once. Pete Dunn had got all the votes to that point, so I assumed he won. Wow! So it's Pete Dunn today. Pete Dunn, are you ready? Yeah. Let's probably get off Twitter. Okay. One. <laughs> One. What? Devin Cutter. <laughs>
1: that's a stupid or fake.
2: Real. Okay. Two. Bam Brooks.
1: Bam Brooks. Fake. Yeah. Okay. Three. Blaster McMassive. Oh, that's a great name. Real. Yeah.
2: Next. Flex Smashmaster.
1: I feel like there was a Smash Master, but not a Flex Smash Master. It wasn't a like fake.
2: Good reasoning. Correct answer. Okay. Next. Missile Assault Man.
1: <laughs> wow, that's good, but it's fake. It's real. Shit. I was going to say real. Okay, go ahead. Next. Spartan 3000. Oh, real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Riot. Ryan Riot. I'll say real. Fake. Okay. Uh, Freddie Dennis. Freddie Dennis. Fake. Yeah. Okay. Clint Margera. <laughs> What is, what is with the Bam Margera? That's weird. Clint Margera? Fake. Real. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Uh, Damien Dunn. Damien Dunn. Real. Yeah. Okay. Jack Toxic. Oh, what a great name. I'd say real. Yeah. Nice. That's one of Jack Elhers. Uh. I was really hoping that that was real. Last I mean, that, one. Was that that you made that up. Double helix. Double helix. Oh, real. Fake. Damn it. Good job on that one. I got seven. Good job. Yeah.
2: Two questions. Are you ready? Okay. What was the name of the wrestling promotion that Pete Dunn co-founded in 2011?
1: Oh. Wow. IPW. Attack Pro Wrestling. <laughs>
2: Second question. Who did Pete Dunne defeat to become the Progress World Champion? You might get this one.
1: Um, May I ask a qualifying question? Has he only been Progress Champion once? Yes. Okay. Is he the current Progress Champion? Yes. Oh, shit. Okay. As far as I know he is. Okay. All right. Uh, Jimmy Havoc? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, look at that. I got a Jimmy well, question. Said, you might get this one. Jimmy Havoc. Uh, so, so I got eight. Yep. Nice. I did well. Could good have done job. better on the names Sad that I didn't get ten. Um, uh, ten. 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 Jimmy Havoc. You like Jimmy Havoc?
2: I mean, that match we saw with him was, was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was pretty decent.
2: Um, I know he won that death match tournament. I don't know why people want to do that, but.
1: I don't know. Why, I don't know why anybody would want to do that. You know what Jimmy Havoc would make a great addition to two or five live mm-hmm. because he's a guy like I don't know if I could see him being like I C U S, but if you st- if you stack two five live with guys like him, yeah, boom, I'm in. Yeah, Mark Andrews, no, he needs to go further up. Jimmy Havoc, he's good where he's at. Just saying, anyway. Um, that's it for the show. Yeah, that's it for going in. Rob. Thank yeah. you for tuning in. Uh, we'll have SmackDown recap tomorrow. Correct, and, uh, yeah, and fun wrestling around 2 o'clock yes, today. that's right, today. It's probably happening right now as this goes up. Um, oh, yeah, it's definitely going to oh, be. yeah, yeah It's yeah. going to be before now. But the replay is on YouTube. You can yeah. check that out. It'll be up uh, My twice. huge episode, my huge, huge episode of the return of WCW is the ratings are blowing through the roof right now. I'm happy for you. You're not. Obviously, you're not. Stay tuned, patrons, on the uh, on the live stream. We'll talk to you guys for a bit. Yep. Until the rest of you guys, talk to you guys later. Bye.
0: You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around.